Hey y'all, I'm Riley. And I'm Dawson. And welcome back to the Dancer's Choice Podcast. We're here for your first official episode. Whoop, whoop, whoop. We finally made it. I feel like it's been uh, a work in progress, but we're here. We're here. We're so. live. We're well. Um, when we're recording this, we launched today on Instagram. So now it's no longer a secret. It's no longer a secret little project. A um, secret little project no longer. But when you're listening to this, it was actually last week that we launched. So if mm-hmm. you're here, welcome. If you listened to us last week, welcome back. And we're, so we're excited, excited to get to into the juicy all. topics. Yeah, I'm sure you yeah. guys have all been waiting to f- listen to an actual topic of an episode. So this week, our our uh, topic is going to be about dance and identity. I feel like it's yeah, a really ready. loaded one. But exactly. We're ready to it seems do. generic, but as mm-hmm. we're gonna, as I like to say, unpack it, um, get yeah. a little deeper in the juicy questions. We're so unpacking a lot. Let's just – can we just hop right into it? Let's go. Let's just go for it. Uh, we were talking about topics that we wanted to, like, open up about on the podcast. And one thing that kind of came to our minds first was why do we so heavily identify as dancers? Like, why does what we do, identify, like, define who we are? And I think it's specifically – you know, with the dance population, obviously also bringing in athletic identity, which we'll talk about here in a little bit. But I feel like generally as a dance population, you know, if someone's going to ask you like, hey, like, what's your name? What do you do? Hi, I'm Riley. I'm a dancer. Hi, I'm Dawson. I'm a dancer. And where can we start to separate what we do from who we are? Yes, because you are a person. You are not a dancer. You were born as a human. As we discussed That's last week. It. Like human things that first, you do, dancer hobbies second. and exactly. And we just kind of forget that a lot of times. So Yes. We're gonna um we're gonna unpack so it. we're gonna start from promise- the beginning. <laughs> start from the beginning. Um I'm just gonna get this out of the way. We aren't just like speaking out of our butt cracks. We did actually research and we've, yes. you know, <laughs> had our experience at the university. Um, and want to provide some resources before we just get straight into it. Um, for those of you who know us, we believe that dancers are athletes. Everyone can have their own point of view. Um, I think dance is, you know, very particular or more specific because yes, it's athletic, but then you also have the artistic side that comes in. So when you pull not just like the physical I'm identifying as a dancer, but then there's so much more emotional connection to that as Mm -hmm. well. Um, so I love, if you haven't seen them already, International Association for Dance, Medicine, and Science, they have an awesome article about dance and identity, um, starting from the beginning, they mentioned about sports psychology and how athletic identity has been examined extensively. Um, it's defined as the degree to which an individual identifies with the athletic role. So then transposing that to the definition of dance, it would be, defining dancer identity as the degree to which a dancer identifies with the dancer's role within the dance environment and culture. So that's kind of what the foundation is for this episode is let's unpack dance identity, how we've seen it in our lives, where we think it stems from, why we so heavily, you know, use dance to identify who we are. Um, Obviously there are pros and cons to it. So at what point is it something healthy and at what point does it cross a line and become something, you know, unhealthy, a negative aspect, something that we should probably acknowledge and then try to, I don't want to say fix, but grow from. Right. Exactly. And, you know, we, we all have gone through it. I mean, like for so long, I, was like dan I am dance like dances me the t-shirt uh, literally like I I can't I have dance like that was it the, all the time but um yeah. you know it, it's it's really important to like yes you can have something that you really enjoy and it brings you a lot of happy feelings you know it brings you a lot of uh fulfillment like your soul feels like it's being like your cup feels like it's being filled yeah that's you're amazing. fulfilling your life's purpose right and then like that's amazing like and if if you feel like dance does that for you then that's awesome um we're also going to talk about like when it starts crossing the line into Absolutely. an obsession or like you are 
giving up other opportunities or not exploring different other like other facets of life yes and just letting like dance like consume all and to say like you need to be committed yes you can be committed but you can also still have a life outside of dance like you don't need to be like I eat sleep breathe and sweat dance out of my pores (laughs) to still be a dancer like I don't know why we yeah. think that like that is it. Like of course you want to be committed and you want to be like the best and 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 give your all to it and give all your energy to it. But you like you are a person and there's only so much that a person's soul can take to the point where like it it then is just like it. You, we need to move past it. We need yeah. to like and take a break from it. Exactly. We'll kind of go into that a little deeper. Some studies with have shown the effects of what happens when you do over identify. Um, yeah. But one thing I think I'm hoping that we can kind of discover a little more by the end of this episode is like, where do we draw the line between commitment and obsession and giving you like the listeners some time to just kind of sit with a thought, like, are you in control of dance or is dance in control of your life and identity? Mm -hmm. Do you feel separate from it or is it like Dawson said, I think the best word to describe it is, is it consuming you? Because obviously- being passionate for dance is one thing. And I think if you're listening to this or if you pursued it at one point, yes, you can resonate with that, that having some, being so passionate about something is amazing. And it's a feeling that you can't describe to anyone else. And sometimes it's hard to put into words, but at what point is it, I want, I hate to say, but more than a passion and just starting to essentially take over, you know? Yes. Dance. I like, I've always viewed as my sport. And then I think going to college, I started to view it more as an art form because that emotional attachment and more of the creative side started to kick in, but definitely found myself at times where I'm like, I don't know who I am outside of the studio. And when I am outside of the studio, I'm constantly thinking about dance 24 seven to the point that my health is declining. I'm not saying yes to family. I'm not saying yes to friends when I'm school, school is going downhill, you know, I'm feeling irritable, I'm getting anxious over the thought of taking a rest day. And it's that burnout, the anxiety, the depression that comes from over identifying and just completely overexposing yourself to it. So where do we find that healthy balance? Yeah. So where does it all start? We we talked about this last week. And I'm like, okay, let's try and go back to that conversation first yeah so I feel like if we want to talk about where does it start it all stems from us as young children in a dance studio and for me personally just thinking about this parents like moms dads family grandmas even They'll put their young children in in a studio at like like the minute that their kid can start walking, which is not a bad thing mm-hmm. at all. Like, love it; it's amazing. Like, I teach little kids, and I America love it. Sports, it's, right? Like, we're like they're putting the kids in at such a young age, which is great. They go one class a week, totally no problem. Mm-mm. But then it starts getting a little bit more, and then you're like three classes a week then you're like six classes a week then then you're like on unlimited tuition plan basically and you're there (laughs) monday through friday after school like you get out of school at like what is it like 2 Mm p.m you go home you change and then you're at the studio at like three and then you're at the studio until ungodly hours like just dancing and doing classes and rehearsing and like you're eating dinner at the studio like I remember when I was like 12 years old I would like get to the studio I would have like two classes and then my mom would come with dinner I would sit on the floor in the lobby eating dinner with my friends and then I would go to like three more classes and then I would be done at 10 p.m. I still haven't even touched my homework yet but that's exactly. – I was, like, living my life. Like, I loved it. I loved and, living at the studio. Yeah. And this is where I want to step in that it's, like, okay, when you do get to that point in your age, feel like it's, like, 12-year-old middle school where you're, like, this is what I want to do. And I love this. And you're committed. And then you're committed to managing your time between school and dance. Because I know for one thing for me growing up was if you want to dance, you have to put school first. So was, I'm going to work yeah. so hard to make sure I, like, get good grades so that way I keep going to dance and going to dance. And then it just kind of starts to get to a point, you know, you get older and you're going through high school. And I think 
kind of going back that your brain is developing at this point. So mm-hmm. we're all still growing and evolving, whether it's, you know, you started when you're three or started when you're eight or you started when you're 12, but you're going through these monumental stages of your life with dance being the center of it all. And so that's just kind of what yeah. you're accustomed you just, to believe is the end all be all. Right. right. You just don't know anything else because you're just so used to being in that environment that you haven't even explored other options because you love it so much. So you're just like, well, yeah. I'm going to keep doing it. I'm going to keep going. And, and I think because in at least where we live, the United States, America is such a you got to get involved in the extracurricular activities. Like what sport are you doing? So dance was our sport. And once again, the pros of that, the healthy side is, well, you're learning, you're building discipline, you're building a work ethic. You're building time management skills, being committed to a sport, to your work, the physical activity, the passion for it, just the amount of joy that you'll get from fulfilling those tasks. Like you said earlier, filling your cup, great things. But I think where now does it start to get too far? You know, is it like in high school where, you know, I can't, I have dance. Something as simple as that, like you said earlier, it's turning down other aspects of your life because when you get to the point where we are now post-grad it's like oh you know I you just like down, don't even know like you've turned down some- like so many things <laughs> that you just you're like what because we what normalize can I do the- without dance exactly like I don't have a social life I have dance or I'm gonna have to say no to friends I have dance and it's not I think automatically we're accustomed to think oh you're saying no to going out on a Friday night and parties well no what about me saying no? Like me causing well words. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, slow down. My brain is moving like two speeds ahead. <laughs> your brain's moving faster than your mouth. Yes. Is. <laughs> okay. With when it, you get so focused on dance, I feel like we're often, you know, I don't have a social life. You're gonna have to say no to things, and I think even dance teachers said that, you know, I'd be in rehearsals mm-hmm. for competition dance, and you're gonna have to say no to your friends. Okay, yeah, I'm not gonna go to a football game on Friday night, or I'm not gonna go to a party on a Saturday night. But what about me turning down? family dinner or going out to Mm -hmm. coffee with my mom or just seeing my one best friend that's in town. Or I remember that my family would be going out of town to go visit my grandma or go like just watch my brother play hockey for once, like go support my siblings. But it was, no, I have to do this. Yeah. And now you've graduated. Dance is done. And I'm like, I waste, there was so many missed opportunities that I could have spent with family or loved ones who are either still here or now they live somewhere else or aren't here now. It's like, wait, my life was so like tunnel visioned on dance. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and like, (laughs) I, even while you were saying that I had just like a thought that popped in my head when you were talking about like you missed family dinner or miss this. I think about like the moms. I think about yeah. how many marriages get split up because oh of gosh. of their kids in dance. Like I have heard so many stories because the moms are dance just moms. at the studio. Yeah. Like literally dance moms. Like the moms are at the studio for the same amount of hours that their kids are and they're at work all day. Then they go straight to the studio to get the kids, stay there all night, and then they come home. And their husbands are like, I-, I never see you. We never have time together. Like you're always with like doing this. I like I it literally just popped in my head when you said that. And I was like, wow. I, didn't like, even I think, think about, about not that. only our lives, but like our parents' lives. Now, for me, like I my parents are divorced, so like never really had to deal with that. And you know, I have friends whose moms and dads, like their marriages are still very healthy. So like, that's great for them. Mm -hmm. But I've also like seen and heard so many stories of marriages being split up because the kid was in dance so often. And the mom was such a dance mom and so into it and just so there for her daughter that missed out on like brother's golf tournament, brother's baseball tournament. Like dad was shuttling other kid to here and there or just like at home eating dinner by himself you know yeah that's another thing that's crazy because it's obviously it's something you sign up for and Mm -hmm. obviously all things come with sacrifice and you'll I mean look back and I'm so grateful for you know the number of nights that my parents were out waiting in the parking garage at like 9 30 waiting to pick me up from dance but yeah you think that you identifying with dance affects everybody else in your life as well 
Everyone and that goes else. for anything you identify yeah. yourself with. And obviously, you know, if you love it, then the right people in your life will love you and support you for doing what you love. And I think that's like kind of going off on something else, but <laughs> I know I'm like, wait, on track. wait. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I feel like my brain right now is like branching off, branching off, branching off. It's, it's um, so many different branches. Wow. It's crazy. Because now the one thing I'm thinking of is it'll kind of start to branch us off into like the pros and cons of identifying mm-hmm. with dance and what happens. But, you know, burnout is one thing. And that had me thinking that, okay, when I have found myself being completely consumed by dance and it's like everything I'm doing 24-7, the burnout of like, I just can't go to the studio right now. Like I don't feel creatively motivated. I don't feel inspired. But then I'm thinking back to the number of times that I, I would see my parents like, just exhausted and like the last thing they want to do was take me to the studio but they would do that anyway and it's yeah. like holy because you loved shit. it you loved it yeah. they're like well well riley lives for this and i'm so exhausted and i haven't even like hugged my husband yet today but i need to drive yeah. to the dance studio so i'm gonna go do but this they did for it. her and they're like they're like sacrificing their marriage for their mm-hmm. child's happiness which is Oh my God. Which then this has me thinking because I've found myself times before, like kind of where we are now. My mom is literally outside the window right now. <laughs> Hi, mom. No, she knows so I'm funny. in here. That's oh hilarious. God, I lost my train of thought. We'll cut this out. It's for oh, her because I watched yes, her do okay, this. Okay. Yeah. I know where I am now. Okay. So because of the sacrifice they gave and because for so many years I identified as a dancer, correct? And I still do. Okay. That's Mm -hmm. putting that out there. Like, yes, there are days where I'm like, eat, sleep, breathe, dance. I'm like, wait, Riley, let's do a little check-in, but get to the point where I am in my life now. And like we talked about last week, like you're not dancing right now. And I'm kind of in a Mm -hmm. place where, okay, I'm not dancing professionally. Yes. I'm still taking class, still pursuing it, but I'm craving pursuing other industries and other parts of my career. And there's almost this side of guilt that comes in because I'm not a hundred percent giving all of me to dance. Right. For so many years from, you know, fifth grade through senior year of college, it was like you said, eat, sleep, breathe, dance. I'm a dancer. This is what I'm doing. This is what I'm pursuing. And now that I'm here, I'm like, wait, like, are they going to be mad if I'm not Mm -hmm. a dancer at the end of it all? Because obviously for so long, you're thinking like, this is what I'm doing. And now because I know that that's such a big part of me. And for so long, I identified myself as what I did, not who I am. Mm-hmm. that there's almost this level of guilt. Well, I can't not like, I can't step away from it and I can't not go do something else because there's right. so many other people that helped that were in the working circle to make this possible that you don't want to let them down. Exactly. Am I going to be letting my parents down? Am I going to be letting, yeah. you know, my teachers down all my mentors that helped get me to this point? Is it just going to be me throwing it all away by saying, okay, thanks for getting me here. But I, you know, I've had right. a huge part. Right. And I You're think, like, I was so, so committed for so long. Exactly. And so many people, I think, you know, having discussions post-graduation are like, okay, what am I supposed to do that? There's, like I said, there's this guilt, there's this shame, there's this like doubt. Am I doing the right thing slash am I just throwing it all away? Right. That's what I was trying to get at. No, and I don't know the answer was- is to that. But I that's don't think the point. we're going to be able to find an answer to that. I don't which think I'll ever know the sucks. answer to these things. No. Um, yeah. Do you have anything to add to here? Because I totally went off a tangent. I was like, words. <laughs> no, it's okay. Because I brought up like that whole topic, and then that turned into another thing. So, but that's okay. Um, I'm trying to think. I hope y'all are following along. We're like, I know, trying to keep this structured. We've talked about, you know kind of where our brains are at, where we think it started, you know, I think because when you do start dancing at a young age, obviously there are some people that start dancing when they're 15 and when they're 16, mm-hmm. but I think I started when I was nine. See, like not everyone starts yeah. when they're a fetus. Yeah. And if you do great, but if you don't great, I still think I've seen whether people have started at four or 14, that it still has the same effect on yes. everyone. That, There's still that dance and like identity, I said, don't just one is a little bit longer. Yeah. Yes. And I don't want to go generalize, you know, cause some people be like, well, I don't feel like this at all. And if not amazing, go right for you. But yeah. I think it's a conflict that majority of dancers experience. And so I don't think how long you've been dancing necessarily correlates with it. It's, you know, you're giving a lot of yourself to pursue it and to, yeah. you know, be the athlete, but also the artist behind the dancer. And so at what point, you know, I think we've talked about, I was going to go into the pros and cons, but I feel like we've talked about at what point is it healthy 
just yeah. kind of naming off a list, feel free to jump in. We've talked about like when you're committed, you know, pursuing the sport, the physical activity, you're, you know, prioritizing your performance, um, the time management, your, I think it's healthy when, you know, you can say, yes, I'm a dancer, but I also, you know, do piano. I play an instrument. I, yes. you know, have, I'm a volunteer here on Sundays or, you know, I'm just, you know, you take there's every Wednesday night you're with family or every Saturday yeah. morning you make sh- block out a window to go have time with friends. And I don't know if these are like good examples, but when you can say no to dance and take a step away from it without feeling resistance. Yeah. Without feeling like you're about to lose your damn mind. <laughs> to, to, <laughs> to say to, it kindly. It, yeah. To say it kindly. Like if you can... Like that's when you know you have like a positive um, relationship with identifying as a dancer. Just being like, oh, I like I love dancing and I and I love it. Being like, yeah, like um, I don't have to go to this dance. And this is not really related to like people at a dance studio because I know there's like attendance and all of that stuff involved with everything there. But like post-grad or even like if you're in college for dance being like no I'm not going to go to the dance studio to improv tonight like I'm going to go and sit at my best friend's apartment and I'm going to watch a movie and we're just going to decompress and not think about dance for five seconds absolutely so healthy and I think that's healthy I don't want to like branch off too far ahead just yet but we've you know had conversations with friends where doing something as simple as that is almost seen as less committed and we want to help break that stigma because no, you're just taking care of your damn mind. (laughs) You know, you need to be able to take a rest day. You need to be able to take a day off where you don't think about it because that's also going to help prevent burnout. Exactly. It's just, and even if you, like, I know for me, when I went to college for dance and I first started, like it was just the topic of conversation everyone asking well what summer intensive are you going to what summer intensive are you going what did you go to what are you what are you doing over winter break what are you doing over whoa what do you mean what am I doing I'm sitting at home with my family eating popcorn and drinking hot chocolate like that's what I'm doing I'm I'm going to rest (laughs) for the right and like if you want to go to I don't know a dance intensive over winter break sure you can do that but don't make me feel like I'm doing something wrong for not doing that. Or I would have professors say like, oh, okay, over the summer, you guys should do this intensive and this intensive and this intensive. Like, didn't I just do basically a huge summer intensive for the entire year? My summer is my time to work and take a break. Right. Like, I I I do need a break. And that is okay to have a break in yes. dance like it is okay and I don't know where this this stigma of like you shouldn't have a break as a dancer like mm-hmm. if you don't take a break you're going to lose all your progress like no you're no. actually going to make more progress because I know for me personally and I know like not everyone can resonate with this but for me personally taking time off from dance allowed me to find my like deep down love and passion for it in order to come back and dance better and stronger than I had before. Because before taking that break, I was like, I don't want to be in the studio. I don't Mm want to be in class right now. I'm mentally like in class, like I'm physically there, but my mind is thinking about what I'm eating for dinner that night, where I'm going with my friends that weekend. What I'm doing, like that nap after class at 2 p.m. Like that's where I was mentally. But then when I took that break from dance and I allowed myself to not identify as a dancer for a second, I was able to be like, wait, I explored other options and I do like those other options, but I still love dance so much and I'm going to go back to it. Yeah. And like your fuel is like just so much more. It's like I just added more gas into the tank and I'm like, let's go. Like you can't run on an empty battery. (laughs) No. And if you just keep dancing and dancing and dancing and dancing, you're going to. And we can look at this, not to be cliche, but look at all the girls from Dance Moms. They were 
so heavily worked and like their podcast episodes mm. where like they personally talk about this but I just listened to one where Kenzie Ziegler was on and she was like I just was dancing so much that like it came to a point where I didn't want to do it anymore like how many of yeah. them are still dancing like I think, I don't think Nia is still dancing but she's dancing in college not even like professionally Maddie's completely done with it Kenzie's Maddie's done, done with it like I think Brooke, Chloe Paige. did a little but she's done now yeah but none of them are like they, they're not pursuing it as a career you know they're like mm -hmm. I don't want to do it because I was so overworked mm -hmm. at a such young age a young adult and actually explore life it's something that I just didn't even want to do yeah and I think I went on tangent there but no I love <laughs> that because it when you were going on a tangent I was thinking that for so I think the first thing we think about is when, okay, I'm going to take rest is for the physical body, right? You need mm -hmm. to take a rest day so your body can fully recover, your muscles can replenish, and then you're ready to go. But you need that rest mentally as well because if you're constantly spinning dance, 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 right, up here, you can't just let your mind settle and then step back into the studio with clear focus or clear mind. And like you were saying, like, right. oh, you'd go to dance class even though you're there physically, mentally you weren't. No, that rest needs to be prioritized, not just for your physical body to heal, but for your brain and your mind to just decompress and then be able to step back in. And once again, kind of like you said that, oh, I reminded that I do love it. And I, this is something I like to do because when you're so go, 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 and it gets foggy and you're like, well, I'm not sure if I'm just doing this because it's what I'm used to or if it's because what I actually like and want to do, taking a step back allows you to reevaluate your options to see, okay, what other things, you know, what else fuels like Riley's cup? What else fills Dawson's cup? And yeah. then you can see, okay, I do really like, you know, the fitness route, or I do really like cooking, breeding, beauty, all this shit. But you know what? Dance still gives me the most joy and the most happiness. So it's that confirmation. It's the reassurance that, okay, I'm still doing what I need to do or taking a rest. And you're like, whoa, I can't imagine myself going back to that. Yeah. Obviously people have different um, experiences, but yeah, being able to step away and understand who you are outside mm -hmm. of it, especially I think where we are now that, you know, yeah. we're trying to learn who we are 20 somethings, <laughs> like stepping in the big girl world. Um, but yeah, so that's just kind of where my brain went. I'm turning on my yeah. lamp because the sun is now setting and it's dark. As yeah. Freaking it's here. dark. Um, while Riley's doing that, I'll just talk for a second. Um, but oh, even, even, even just saying like, you know, d taking a rest from it, like that's super important. And I want to just let everyone listening know that when you take that rest, if you take that rest, you are not going to lose your dance progress. So if you're worried that like, if you don't take class, however many times a week, if you don't go to that summer intensive, if you don't go to that winter intensive, like if you go home from college, for the breaks and then you're going to your home studio and taking more classes because you don't want to lose progress and you want to just keep getting better and better and better. I promise you, if you take that break, you are, you're not going to regress backwards like at all. Like I promise you, like your body needs that. Your mind yes. needs that. Yes, it does. And this is even where if I you don't even think it needs that. It does because this is where I want to step in real quick and just kind of ask like, what is your why behind that? What is your intention? Is it because you're mm -hmm. like, I just genuinely like, I want to move my body. I love this. I'm feeling inspired. I'm feeling creative. So I'm going to keep going, going, going. Or is there fear inside of you about what if or what will happen? Yeah. And once again, is dance controlling your life and identity or are you in control? Yes. What is your reasoning behind that? Because it, I'm not shaming anyone if that's what you want to no. do on your breaks. Like I've definitely done that before where – okay, I'm going to do like two summer intensives this summer, but then got through my next year and was like, that is the last thing I want to do. I right. want to work. I want to focus on teaching and coaching and I'll be fine stepping into the next semester. Um, once again, just making sure that your intentions are coming from a good <clears throat> place and yeah. not an obsessive, overly consumed, you know, 
if you're feeling resistance and anxiety by having to step away. And so that's why you keep go, 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 going. So you don't have to feel that. That's where you need to sit back, take a moment to reflect and ask yourself, why do I like, why do I have this belief? And there's no shame or guilt around like, oh, you're identifying too much as a dancer or, you know, you're letting dance consume your life. Girl, been there, done that. We'll probably be there and do that again, being 100% (laughs) transparent. But it's having the self-awareness just to kind of just, you know, check in with yourself. You know, am I having a healthy relationship with dance? And if I'm not, what can I do better? Yes. To for myself and for the longevity of me still loving this, whether you're performing or not. I think there's like dancers, once you love it, like you'll still love it for the rest of your life, whether you are dancing or you're not dancing physically, but just kind of continuing to check in. I think that's something I've had a big realization about lately is just kind of, you know, keeping yourself in check. Exactly. Should we move to... How let's talk about uh, how outside people view dancers. Like we could talk about like (laughs) people, uh, like outside people identifying an individual as a dancer and the stigmas that run around that. Because that's a big one. Because it's not just you. You can self-identify as a dancer, but when you're telling people you're a dancer, they perceive that in a certain way. I'm gonna let you take over this. Sips tea. Um, I'm trying to think like where <laughs> I should go with it. I'm like, I'm going to get comfortable. Okay, here. I'll see. Yeah, get cozy. I'm going to start you off with this. Okay. Okay. You're telling, you tell someone you're a dancer, right? They're like, oh, cool. Yes. You must have to eat really clean then, right? <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. So uh, th- this, this <laughs> scenario, this actually was a, a true thing when I was, um, when I was working on the cruise ship on Norwegian Cruise Lines as a dancer, um, uh, the dancers were allowed to be in guest area. So I would go up there to the buffet for lunch, for dinner, for breakfast, like for every single time I needed to eat or wanted to eat, which was all the freaking time. Um, I was approached by the guests on the ship as that happens because I'm easily recognizable. I was like the only blonde person on the entire ship and the only blonde girl in the entire cast. So it was pretty easy to be like, oh, that's that's one of the dancers. So they would come up to me as I'm eating or I'm there getting my plate of stuff and they would like look me up and down, look my plate up and down and see that I have two plates. I've got a plate full of salad and yummy greens. I've got a plate filled with yummy food of the day, whatever it was. My favorite was the Mexican night. So let's say it's Mexican night. I've got, I've got two tacos. I've got some rice. I've got the entire plate is full of food. They would like look at it and be like, you're going to eat all of that. Like, aren't you a dancer? I'm like, I sure as hell am. And I'm going to eat all of it and I'm going to feel great. Like, Why when someone identifies or identifies themselves as being a dancer? See, I think we need to change the wording. I am not a dancer. I I do dance and I am, you know. Mm -hmm. So when someone identifies as being a dancer, there's this um, stigma around how much a dancer should eat and uh, that like correlates and goes down a bad rabbit hole of – a lot of different things, but why do people just assume that dancers just don't eat anything? Like they look mm-hmm. at me and be like, wait, you're going to have dessert tonight? I'm like, I sure as hell am. I'm going to have two <laughs> banana breads and some ice cream you're on like, top of it. Me. Like, why am I not allowed to do? Why? Why? Because I'm a dancer. Mm-hmm. Am I not allowed or is it not viewed as appropriate for me to like have dessert or for me mm-hmm. to have a full plate of food and not like a piece of lettuce? Yeah. I, Why is that a, a, a thing that like runs rampant, like not well, only in me, the dance world, but outside too? Yeah. And part of me is thinking because, you know, like I said, was trying to talk earlier that I feel like no matter how long you've been dancing, it's just consumed everyone. It's such like a, all in like all or nothing commitment to yes I am like I am dance 
And so that's how the rest of the general population sees that, is that I feel, you know, I've never seen anyone ask my brother who's a hockey player do that or my sister who's a volleyball player, like, oh, right. you must eat really clean. So why is it just dancers? And obviously there's an aesthetic physique that has yeah. been surrounding dance for many, many years. And we can go into that for a future episode later down the road. But I think, I feel like that's something I'm never going to have the answer to, which is no. frustrating because my brain is like spinning wheels and like, okay, what is happening? I know. Like, but Wait, I, I think, think it just needs to be like we, a generational dancers, thing that we change. Yes. I feel like because we, the dancers are, we, the dancers, we, the people that dance, there we go. Just something as little as that. It's something as It's literally that. just changing your vocabulary, like, guys. That's yes, it. It's literally like the way we speak causes others to speak to us the same way in yeah, return. Exactly. And so for so many years, it's, oh, she's a dancer. Well, then it's A, B, C, and D that she follows. And this is, mm -hmm. you know, he, she, whoever. Um, you know, dancers have been so eat sleep breathe dance so that's just what the outside looking in perceives us as so when it comes to oh you must have a really strict workout routine you must have a really strict diet you know you must have no social life no i actually do right. make time for my family and my like close friends and those that i like yeah want and it's to like support. surprising to people you know they're like yeah, like no i do <laughs> wait, actually really? like take my yeah like i do take my saturdays off to you know connect with like the relationships I care about in my life. And you know what? Yeah. Like I don't do anything on Sundays and those are my rest days. And you know, I go back to it in a healthy manner on Monday. So it's exactly. just, I think if from our end can change, like you said, change the vocabulary, change our mindset and perspective and the way that we talk about it yeah. will be a ripple effect to the outside looking in the perceivers of dance. Yeah. And I think, I think because a lot of the times and, and most of it comes from like a joking manner, but oh, I yeah. feel like as dancers, like we just like make these kind of like digs at ourselves and then the outside world perceives those digs at ourselves. And then that just kind mm -hmm. of like creates this image in our head of like a dancer when you think of a dancer yeah. And it's just like, we have to be the people, we have to be the ones to change that vocabulary to change that yes. stigma for the future generations because it's not it, like that's not what consumes all of it like dance should be exactly. a release and dance should be a way to express yourself it shouldn't be something that has so much negativity around it that no one wants to discuss mm -hmm. and one I was like researching this topic like super heavily there was a article and it talked about like how when you identify as a dancer, it's similar to athletic identity and like identifying as a dancer, it's negatively associated with body appreciation and perceptions and yes. all of that stuff. And there was actually a, yes, there was actually a study done on 12 young dancers. And it said that the dominant belief structure related to perfection and beauty that objectifies the body as separate and machine-like, they found that, um, the identity as a ballet dancer, but you can kind of like put that into any type of yeah. dancer. So just dancer in general is riddled with commitment, sacrifice, physical and emotional pain and suffering. Like that is kind of like scary when you think like the outside world can look at all of this stuff and be like, yep, she's a ballet dancer and she probably is like so unhappy wow. and literally never eats anything and is suffering and is crying all day because she's just like get getting your the... body through the ringer. Right. Like crying because you didn't get the role that you wanted. And wow. it's just like, that shouldn't be well, that. Like, no, sh and... like, yes, you can be committed and, and sacrifice things. But like, I think we've just as a society and as generations have gone as on. As an industry. Yeah, and as an, as an industry have just allowed it to just snowball into like if you don't eat, sleep, breathe, dance, you aren't committed enough to to want this. You aren't committed enough mm -hmm. to get this role and you aren't going to put in the hard work and dedication that it takes in order to 
succeed in this industry. Oh, I'm sorry, Siri. I don't remember Siri when I doesn't asked understand. you a question. Siri doesn't understand. I don't oh understand goodness. either. <laughs> well, going just because you referenced this article and I want to go back. Uh, it was a little bit before. So it's talking about these dancers that do over-identify with their role are actually more prone to anxiety and depression. And that is actually setting you up for failure because eventually at some point we're all going to have to stop dancing. And even though you can still be involved with dance till the day you die, but there's going to come a point where you can't be physically doing it. Or even let's say you, a career ending injury or, you know, something happens where you can't do it anymore. Or at some point you have to like, you know, turn in the shoes and, you know, step away from the performance life. And then you're, like we've said so many times that you're stuck in an identity crisis. And because for so many years you were like, dance is the only thing you didn't give yourself that grace and that time to explore what you like and what fills your cup outside of it. And you can't just rely on one thing. It's almost like a toxic relationship. You know, when you're like, you can't rely on your significant other 24 seven, you need to like pursue your friends and your own person. Dance is the same thing. Like you have to be your own person. And then dance is like the, you know, it like adds the, to your life. Yeah. I, I'm should looking add, for a word and it's like not a, there. Just like, I know. Just like a healthy relationship should add to your life. Like yes. you should be like your own person and then being in a healthy relationship, that person, that other person should like add special things yes. to your life. But it makes if your that life person better. was removed, right. If that person was removed, yes. you are still able to be your own person. Yes. Like, the world isn't going to burn, like burn down. Your you happiness know? isn't dependent upon the other person. So like your happiness shouldn't be yeah. dependent upon dance. And if you feel like your Amen. happiness End depends on dance. Yeah. If you feel like your happiness depends on dance, cut it off. I'm sorry. <laughs> you need to cut the ties like a unhealthy, wow. toxic boyfriend break. We just up. had a revelation. <laughs> No, we really did. It took us that long to get here, but like I, we did. <laughs> oh wow. my goodness! Oh, I feel good. I feel good after we just came right. to that conclusion. Wow! Wow! That was amazing. <laughs> okay, so now question to the feel- viewers: Do you feel like you're in a toxic relationship with dance? Because if you do, we can help you break up. <laughs> oh my gosh! Like, hello. Wait, Dawson, that's like, yeah, wow. I mean, I was trying that's, to, I was going to ask next, like, okay, how do we start to, like, wrap into, like, our call to action here? No. Dawson just dropped the motherfucking mic, and I'm going to. Right. <laughs> I'm going to hang up. We're now. done. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> okay, no. But genuinely, like, I think, you know, moving forward, we've talked about so many things, and I think we can definitely mm-hmm. have more identity and dance episodes moving forward because there's so much more we can talk about. But want to kind of, like, yeah leave you with like Dawson said is are is your happiness dependent on dance are you finding things outside of dance that still give you joy you know do you know who you are when you're Mm -hmm. not dancing and if you don't like going into this week take a moment just to sit with a thought you know turn off all distractions and just sit like how has dance affected your life positively and negatively because we're not just here like shitting on dance it no, shaped us God, into who we it. are. Yes. Love it with my whole heart. Always will to the day I'm like 96 years old and in a wheelchair and I have a hip <laughs> replacement because I popped my hips at dance at the age of 13. Period. You know the drill. <laughs> but it's just you want to make sure that as you start to grow as an individual and grow in dance that they're separate. And that, yes. you know, you never want one thing to control your life, right? Like, you don't, no one wants their nine to five to be all they eat, sleep, breathe. Nobody wants, you know, toxic relationship to be controlling their life. Just like you don't want what you do to be controlling it. Like that's separate. We need to separate that I am a dancer versus I dance. Two separate things. Yeah. And start changing the vocabulary. And, you know, if you disagree with any of this, then. That's fine. I mean, that's fine. That's okay. Reflect Everyone on has... why you disagree. Right. And just, it's, it's yeah. something to think about. It just like go into your next week thinking about how your relationship with dance has been. You know, we talk exactly. about your relationship with food. We talk about your relationship with exercise. And I don't think we've gotten the chance to sit down and be like, okay, how's your relationship with dance? You know, right. the big thing that we 
do 24-7. Yeah. The thing that we um, all love. Yeah. Just ask what yourself. What is it like, doing for you? Exactly. And are you committed to it or is it starting to cross the line where it's a little too obsessive and overpowering, you. you know, yeah. are you saying yes to other things in life or is dance yeah. always making you the say end no? all be all? Yeah. Because what happens when, you know, you tear your ACL and you can't dance or in because like, you can case, say no. Exactly. Or in Dawson's case, like we talked about in the last week's episode, when she was told by her doctor to take a step away, had she not done that, like what would have happened if she was told she couldn't yeah. go back to dance again? Yeah. You know, you still have to Ooh. keep moving forward. Exactly. Yeah. And it's like chilling to Life think about, stop. but no. So I think it's just, you have to remind yourself that you're so much more than what you do and just mm -hmm. kind of keep checking in whether if, you know, if you're someone that journals, journal it out, see what comes out. If you're someone that just needs to like, you know, muddle on the thought of it for the week, just kind of, you know, I think self-check-ins are important. And with something like this, you want to make sure that, you know, it's, it's all healthy. It's all balanced, you know? Yeah. Good things. <laughs> While you're doing all of that, reflecting on why dance, all of that, all the stuff that Riley said, also think about why, like, who are you doing it for? Are you sticking, yes. like, if, if you do all this reflection and you're like, I am actually in a very toxic relationship with dance, but I'm staying in it because my mom's paying for my college tuition. I don't have any other interest outside of dance. I don't know anything else that I love more or love equally as much as dance. And I can't imagine my life without it. If you're, if you're doing, if you're like, I'm not in a good place with dance, but I'm going to stick with it because of other people or other outside factors. That's also like a red flag that we need to like move past. Um, like, don't be afraid to, to step away and you don't need to step away from it forever. Don't be afraid to like cut that tie Explore. for a little bit. Exactly. Or like take you, one like, day it's a okay. week. Don't be afraid to take one day a week to explore something outside of it. Explore, yeah. you know, something that you've been curious about. You're like, I've always wanted to try this activity or take on this hobby. One yeah. day a week where nothing dance related and just see how you feel. Mm -hmm. Maybe you're like, oh, this exactly. is peaceful. Or you're like, I am so irritable right now and like feel itchy that I'm like, okay, we clearly <laughs> need like to rebalance some things. Because once again, yes. I've been there that I'm like, I need to get to the studio. Like, but don't feel, don't feel guilty for having no. those those thoughts and be like, well, I can't quit dance because I'm always paying for my college tuition and I'm, and I'm here at school at like dancing all day. Like, and you might not be able to step away from it because like you're enrolled in school. So that's why you have those moments like on Saturday or Sunday or a day that you don't have any classes mm -hmm. where you explore other things outside. So that way you can fill your cup outside of it and you yes. can, and then th that passion for dance might come back. Mm -hmm. But, um, and we're not here saying quit dance, like step away no. from it for good because there's going to be those people that listen to the very end. They're going to be like, you were shitting on it the whole time. No. Oh my we're goodness. We're just trying to start, get you thinking and start conversation in the sense of, God, I literally just lost my train of thought. Like why, why do you love dance so much? And Thank you. what is it providing for you? Just to be like, able to have it? the awareness of why you do what you do. Mm -hmm. how you're identifying yourself and just for the greater good of your mind and body and soul moving forward. Because yeah. if you stay so sucked into this dance bubble, you know, you want to be able to set yourself up for success when the time to step away from it comes that you're like, I yeah. am so confident and so sure in who I am as a person and as an individual. Yes. I spent so many years of my life being an artist, being a creative being someone who dances, but that's not all I am. And right. just kind of helping your sense of self overall. Yes. So yes, that's where we are. Yeah. Oh, wow. This Anything was a good episode. I know. I feel good. No, I'm like, oh. I think this was a good one. I know. we. It took us a while to have that revelation, but I think it was a really big one. We had um, a big revelation just in this episode talking alone. I know. I know. I'm feeling it's okay. good. I'm like, wow. It's okay. 
Yeah. And just um, to confirm, both Riley and I do not have toxic relationships with dance because we have been able to explore other things outside and then been able to be like, nope, actually, I do love dance a lot. And I think we've also so for anyone like, thinking, we've helped each other <laughs> yeah. with that relationship. Like, I think, you know, oh, yeah. we've helped hold, like hold each other accountable. And that's another thing, like, talk to your friends, like have these discussions, like with the people oh my you dance gosh. with, like accountability. I'm partners. sure everyone's like, thinking it. Go get coffee and sit down, listen to this podcast and then have a discussion. Get off your damn yeah. phone and have a discussion. Well, get on your phone so you can Send listen. it to your, get on your send phone. It- Get on your phone so you can, Get on your phone so you can listen to it. Yeah. <laughs> but then send, send it down. to your group chat. Say, <laughs> okay, everyone listen to this podcast on Saturday morning. We're meeting for coffee at the coffee shop and we're going to unpack <gasps> this episode. Club. Yeah. It's like a, a book club, but for podcasts. So I think it's like, oh send it to your group chat. I'm sure it's going to be a, a hit. <laughs> I love that. Wow. <sighs> yeah. So this was good. don't be afraid to have the conversation. Don't be afraid to have the hard conversation with yourself. Yeah. We love that you love dance. We hope you love dance. We hope no matter if you dance or not, you love what you do and you're happy doing what you're doing, but we just want to make sure it's coming from an, an, a good place, good intention and a healthy yes. manner for yes. you know, the future you. Exactly. Oh, feeling good. Well, yeah. Okay. How do gonna, we end are we gonna close it out here? Um, yeah, if I guess you we can. haven't started following us on Instagram, Spotify, Instagram is dancers choice podcast. TikTok is dancers choice pod. You can find dancers choice podcast on Spotify and Apple podcasts as of right now. Yay. If you yeah. stream podcasts on another, you know, platform comment Let on us know. our social media message us. So that way we can upload it to said platform. We want to be yeah, able to so reach that out way you. you can get all your podcast content. But yeah, follow us. Uh, make sure you turn on your post notifications so yes. that you don't miss an episode. We upload every single Thursday. Uh, so it's a very exciting time. It's Friday Eve. You know, you're getting ready for the weekend. You're like, oh, I'm so yes. excited because Friday's tomorrow, but we've got a podcast episode. Yeah. Your so coffee it's like double celebration. Just got 10 times better. Exactly. Ugh. All right. Well, this was good. I needed mm-hmm. this talk. Thanks I, for I feel listening. Refreshed. I know. It's like our own therapy sessions. It, <laughs> it is. I'm like, wow. Just so much weight lifted off my shoulders. All right. If you made it to the mm-hmm. end, thank you so much. We love you. We love your support. And we'll see you next week. I don't know what we're talking about yet. We'll keep you updated. But if you have any ideas for us, please uh, let us know in the comments. Send us a DM on Instagram. We're always open to suggestions. <gasps> And last but not least, make sure you uh, rate the podcast. Give us reviews. Yes. Rate it the podcast. on Spotify. Rate it on Apple Podcasts. Give us some we stars. We want to be able to, you Leave know. some reviews. We want to be able to reach a larger reach, audience. Yeah. And, and more dancers. Get everyone so involved. Exactly. Okay, yeah. now we'll end the episode. Now we're good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll see you guys right, next y'all. week on Thursday. Lots of love. We out of here. Bye.